Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA, get a quote today. Big decisions require research. So if your teenager is considering a decision as big as joining the military, they're doing their homework. You can too, by visiting todaysmilitary.com. Because their success tomorrow begins with your support today. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Y'all ready for the word? Like, you got to put some expectation in this atmosphere. Matter of fact, can we just release some expectation through our worship in this atmosphere? God, we need to hear from you. Your word is life. It is the bread of life. We're about to feast on your word today. So, God, we worship you. God, we honor you. We give you the glory. And we give you the praise. Speak to us today. Please, everybody, say, Lord, speak to me. Speak. Lord, answer every prayer. Remove every ounce of fear. Remove every ounce of anxiety. Remove every ounce of panic that might be in us. In the name of Jesus. And we are ready. And we are expecting in Jesus' name. Can I get you to put a Shabbat? That's a shout in the atmosphere. Hallelujah. Come on, 915. When we shout, our shout is like a shofar in the scripture that calls things out of order into order. On three, I'm gonna give us all one time. One, two, three, shout right there. Hallelujah. Come on, let's go to work. God, speak to us. Do what you do when you do how you do it because you do it so well in Jesus' name. So guys, our series is Christianity 101 and 101 comes from this collegiate term which really means the basics or the foundations. And today I wanna teach what will be the open secret to your success. Say, there will be a secret to my success. And it's an open secret. If you get our uh, a Saturday devotion that I send out on our mobile app, I showed you a scripture from a translation that you don't often use. And the scripture says, it's not by might nor by power, but by his spirit, says the Lord. The translation I sent you said, you will succeed not because of your might, not because of your power, but you will succeed because of his spirit. Can I get you to lay your hands on yourself and say, my success will be spiritual. I need you to act like your next 12 are going to be your best 12. And you lay your hands on yourself, say, everything I set my hand to. Say, God's going to get the glory out of it. Say, and I will succeed because I'm spiritual. Yeah, it's not going to be because of your education, because of your background, because of your pedigree, because of your degree. It, those things are awesome. But people are going to say, how did you do it? You're going to say, the Holy Ghost got me. People are going to say, how didn't you lose your mind when other people were losing their mind? The Holy Ghost. How did you prosper in a pandemic? The Holy Ghost. How is it that you broke every generational curse in your bloodline? The Holy Ghost. How is it that you fought and you proceeded and you prevailed even though you didn't have people backing you up? The Holy Ghost. So that's what I want to teach on today. God, listen, is not one plus one plus one equaling three. Bishop, I thought there was three different people. No, let me prove it to you. Deuteronomy 6 and 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is what? 
One. Instead, 1 John 5, 7 shows us what God is. For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are what? One. So God is one times one times one equaling one. He is water. If you heat that water up in an iron, he's steam. But the steam is still water. If you put some ice, the ice is still water, but it's another form. Now, while there are three different forms, it's the same substance. What are you saying? Our God is so amazing that he can be both Father, Son, and Holy Ghost at the same time. Which means he can be over there and over here at the same time. He can be in your house and my house at the same time. He can be in Denver and Atlanta at the same time. I need you to open your mouth and say, our God is amazing. Now, when we look at this term, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, let me teach you, is the same as the Holy Ghost, which is the same as the ghost. Now, I'm not talking about Casper, and I'm not talking about Discovery Channel at 1030. It's the same thing as the Spirit of God. In Hebrew, that word, if you look on the screen, is the word ruach. Hebrew, that's the language of our Old Testament. Now, ruach means the breath. That's good. Which means the Holy Ghost is the breath of God. This is where you get that push you sometimes need when you're trying to figure out how am I going to keep persevering because I'm five miles past empty. The spirit will. In other words, he'll give me the wind beneath my wings that I need. And for some of you, I came to tell you, you're about to get the wind you need to carry you through to December. October's not going to punk you. November's not going to punk you. December's not going to punk you. I just need you to say God's about to breathe on me. I and when God breathes on it, you might not have the best, but you're going to be the most successful. When God breathes on you, you might not be the most talented, but you're going to get more done. And people are going to say, how did you do that? And you'll tell them, my secret is the Holy Ghost. When God breathes on something, it's what we would look at in culture today as a viral video. And you say, how did that video go viral? I did a whole series called Viral Videos prior to this series. And when you look at that, you're like, what was it that made certain things that seemingly are innocuous and sometimes even crazy or ridiculous, what made those things go viral? Hear me, what's going to work for you is not because of your algorithm. It's not going to be because of who you met downtown. It's not going to be because of who connected to you. And since we got a lot of these, it won't even be because of your blue check. What's going to cause you to do well is because God's going Some of your marriages, God's about to Some of you, you've been praying for your children for years and you've not seen change, but the Holy Ghost is about to It's the breath of God. But then look at this next meeting. It's the mind of God. So the Holy Spirit then really is the uh, embodiment of God's mind. Jesus, or the scripture rather says, let the mind that was in Christ be in us also. So the Holy Spirit gives me God's mind. So here's the thing about knowing the mind of someone is that you may not have been taught the specific actions to take in this circumstance, but because I know how they think, I know what they'd want. So the Holy Ghost means I may not have gone through this before. I may not have dealt with this before. I may not have experienced this before. But because I have his mind, I know what he wants. 
So I know he don't want me to throw it in the towel because that's not the mind of Christ. Because when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he said, Lord, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. I know that his mind about it means you better not quit. And I came to tell somebody on this Sunday morning, God's mind about your next 12 months is that you better not quit. You better not give up because it's about to pay off. I feel like giving God glory that you didn't quit. That you didn't throw in the towel. That you didn't let depression take you down. That you didn't let fear take you down. It's about to pay off. Open your mouth and say, it's about to pay off. So watch. Look, here's the next meaning. The next meaning is the wind of God. The wind of God. So God will breathe on you. He'll give you how he thinks about it. And then he'll give you wind. Wind is, is very significant. Because wind, it moves things that can be moved. And anything that cannot be moved will remain. Sometimes, you know, the spirit of God is moving in your life because things that could be blown away disappeared. Can I get you to celebrate when the wind blew? The people that weren't anchored down. And when the wind began to blow, all of a sudden now, you're looking around and you're saying, where's so-and-so, where's so-and-so, where's so-and-so? The wind got them out of the way. I'm ready to tell you, if they didn't make it with you to October 18th, they're not necessary from this day forward. I don't need you crying over anybody, angry over anybody, upset over anybody. I just need you to say, thank God for the wind. Why? The wind blew some stuff that could not remain. It blew it up out of the way. But I'm grateful because that proved that it was not anchored down in the first place. So look, thank you. So look, it is the breath of God, the mind of God, the wind of God. Listen, in the New Testament, it's this word pneuma, not panuma. Not penina, not pneumonia. Numa. Can anybody say that with me? Numa. Now, here's what that means. Mind, we got that. Look at this difference. Soul. Soul, see, we are spirits. That's our subconscious mind. We have a soul. That's our mind, our conscious mind. Thoughts. Watch this. Will and emotions. So the Holy Spirit is God's will working through me. Can I give you an example of this? You wanted to cuss them out. Now, this isn't for everybody. So for those of you who this isn't your thing, this isn't your thing. But for everybody else. You wanted to speak with known tongues. And the Holy Ghost said, because his will just worked through me. And watch me, God never fights if there's nothing to win. You wanted to type a long email and tell him all about what you thought and felt. And the Lord let you type it. And then he said, now you better delete that because you better not let your temporary emotions cause you to make a permanent bad decision. I'm so grateful for the stuff that you were about to do that God shut it down because he said you are not about to let your emotions control you. Can you worship God that he stopped your emotions from controlling? Say thank you, Jesus. His mind, his thoughts, his will. His will working through me. People make the will of God real, real deep and it's not. 
Like his will is his word. So if I know his word, I know his will. So it's not that deep. What it is, is it's just difficult to do when you're trying to do you. It's not that his will is hard. Like his will is his word. So if I read it in his word, I found his will. It's as difficult to do if I'm focused on what I want and not what he wants. And what gives me that focus? Somebody say the Holy Ghost. Then it means spirit. Now listen, there are many misconceptions and misunderstandings about the Holy Spirit. Because people say things like this. If you go up in church, you hear people say like things like this. I caught the spirit. He's not a virus. You can't catch him. But you can be filled with him. There are three experiences in Christianity. For those of you who think, oh, I know where Bishop is going with this message, I need you to listen the most because you're the most difficult to get to. Listen, there are three experiences in Christianity. The first experience is this, the decision to become a Christian, which is also salvation, which is the same thing as being born again, which is when you are sealed by the Spirit. Ephesians 1 and 13, stay with me. In him, you also, after listening to the message of truth, stop. Which means I had to hear the gospel so I could respond to the gospel, which is why I tell you all the time, we've got to share it with everybody. You cannot receive what you've not first heard. And this is why, for those of you who don't share, you are selfish. You are selfish and self-centered because you think this is all about you, not realizing you don't have a Facebook just for you. You have it so you can share the word. You don't have it. I don't like your silence. You don't have an Instagram just for you. It's so that you can share the word. All the non-sharers are looking real crazy at me right now. You better fix your face. You do not have social media just so you can be social about your own life. But it's so we can share the word. Why? So that everybody can hear the gospel of salvation. Somebody say, I'm a sharer. Could it be that you want out of your job, but he won't let you out because you haven't shared? Are you praying for promotion? And he said, for what? You failed here. And it wasn't about the work. It was about the share. Y'all are quiet. You going to do me like that on my birthday? Somebody say, I'm a sharer. All right, so look. Look what he says. After listening, you hear the message of truth. We got to share with everybody the gospel of your salvation. Having also believed. So I have to hear. But here's the thing. Faith comes by what? Hearing, hearing, hearing. Which means I may not respond the first time I hear it. In fact, on social media, do you not know? They say people have to see things for 20 times before they actually pay attention to it. I know that to be true. As a pastor, I know that to be true. All right, with your friends. You ever told your friends something? And you were crystal clear. And they come back to you and say something to you that's clear. They, like, so when we were talking, what, what, some of y'all need to tell your friends, I need you to start taking notes from here on out. Because I didn't say that. Check this out. We have to hear it over and over again. So check this out. He says, um, in him, you also, after listening or hearing the message of truth, I got to hear it repeatedly. So, so that means if I'm a sharer, I've got to share as part of my lifestyle. It's got to be part of my life. If I'm in Target, I'm sharing. At JCPenney, I'm sharing. At Macy's, I'm sharing. Wherever you're at, listen, if you outside, you need to be sharing. Okay, look. He says, uh, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise. So when you become born again, make a decision to become a Christian, all of those terms I just gave you, you are literally sealed by the Spirit. So what does this mean? 
That means God says, all right, here you go. I seal you. I got you. You're mine. The devil had you once, but I got you all the time. Somebody say, I'm sealed. Look at this. In, in scripture, um, this is the reason why we have water baptism. Water baptism comes from this Hebrew word mikvah, which means living water cleanses you. But look at what it does. It only cleanses you externally. This is why you can become a Christian and still act a mess. Because when I get saved, the only thing clean is the outside. You missed it. When I become a Christian, the only thing clean is the outside. But anybody ever had your dishwasher run? And when your dishwasher ran, the outside looked good. And you started drinking some water. And you started looking at that sand all inside. Don't look at me like your dishwasher has never done that. And now you feel all bad because you're like, how much of this sand have I consumed thus far? It's the same way when people deal with you right after you're a Christian. You look the part, but the deal is when they deal with you, you don't always act the part. But I'm so grateful for grace and mercy, aren't you? Because he doesn't throw us away because somebody say, this is a process. Y'all ain't talking to me. Say, this is a process. If you stop right there, and this is unfortunately where many Christians stop. If you stop right there, then what ends up happening is this, is that the only thing you have is that you're clean externally. So you care about how people look at you. You don't care about how you really are. You care about saying Christian things. Hallelujah. <laughs> and then you will cuss somebody out smooth as a Listen. I ain't saying they didn't need it. I'm just saying. I'm being funny. I'm being funny. I'm being funny. You worry about having your Christian t-shirt on. You got to represent. But then when people deal with you, they're like, Christian? <laughs> How many of us can be honest that, that sometimes w when folks have interacted with us, that it, oh, y'all gonna lie like that in church? You, you're doing it right now. Okay, I'm just joking. Okay, you ready? Are you ready? Now watch this. Thank you. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. The second experience is called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is when, um, and this also means to be spirit-filled, this is when living water doesn't just clean the inside. This is when living water cleanses from the inside out. And here's the deal. There's a lot of stuff that's built up in you over the years. There's a lot. Of, I'm fine. Thank you. There's a lot of stuff. This is going to be messy today. That's what it's going to be. There's a lot of stuff that's built up in you over the years. What your daddy did. What your mama did. What your ex did. What your first three husbands did. What your kids still don't do. So all of this has been building up. But you're clean on the outside. I'm saved. Born again. Bought by his spirit. But God says, yeah, but it's a whole lot of stuff in there. 
So what I got to do is I just can't clean the outside because you're going to be my representation in the earth. So if all I do is cleanse the outside, all of this remains inside. So you end up becoming a frustrated Christian because the only thing you can do is look like victory and not experience victory. But I need you to know there's somebody in your section that in these next 12 months of this new spiritual year, they're not just going to look the part. Baby, when you look on the inside, they're going to be the part. Can I just get you to say, I won't just look it. Say, I will be it. Now, now look, let's look. Let's go further. Let's look. Ephesians, or excuse me, John chapter 14, verse 17. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. Now, notice he doesn't force. The Spirit, the Spirit of God works like this. This is what you should do. When you're receiving instructions from one greater than you, a suggestion is, in fact, a command. Why? My results declare that what I'm saying is what you should do. So he leads you. He doesn't force you. And this is so important because many Christians, can I be honest with you? If we're not forced to do it, we don't do it. Like, I'll forgive them because I'm trying to get this house. I don't want nothing blocking my blessings, which means the only reason you forgave is a selfish motive. The only reason that you forgave is because you wanted something out of it. You didn't even do it because you wanted to. I give because I'm trying to get out of debt. Trying to get this debt came. My house is next. I'm laying it down as best I can. Listen. Right? How many of us can be honest that there's a lot of stuff that the only reason we do it, be real honest here, is because you want something out of it. Let's just be honest. I'm serving because I'm trying to make it to heaven. I don't love God nor people nor life, but I'm so in here ushering today. Sit over here. What is that really telling you? What that's really telling you is you're not spirit-led. You are, can you say your name? Led. Because the only time I do anything for God is if it's a transaction where I get something from him. And all of us have been there. And I'm not saying this to beat us up. I'm just saying this. Question. Let me ask you a question. Let's just talk for a minute. So, would you want to be in a relationship with somebody where the only reason that they're faithful to you is because you keep threatening to take the kids? You keep on, I'm going to take these children. All right, I'm going to do right, I'm going to do right. Come on, let's go to Chuck E. Cheese. Let's go to the trampoline stuff. Jump around land. Jump land. You catching my point? Like, let's just be honest. None of us, could you imagine a friendship where the friendship goes like this? Listen, look, look. I bought you lunch yes, last time. You better get me lunch last this time. Who would want that? 
But can I be honest with this, y'all? We do it to Jesus. Lord, I need a breakthrough. Hey, I need a breakthrough. Don't need a breakthrough. If they sing, he reigns forever. One more time. How many times we got to sing it? And Jesus is like, for real? So when you needed to get woke up this morning, I woke you up. When you needed to be saved from Corona, I saved you. I, you could have been part of the 218,000, but I kept you. I need somebody in this building and somebody online that's grateful that he's been good to us. I'm going to give you an opportunity to worship God. One, two, three. Worship. Somebody holler, he's been good to me. I don't understand how some of y'all are still sitting down. I said, give God glory. Shout, he's been good to me. Say, he's been loyal to me. He's been faithful to me. You can be seated. He could have left you out there when you was whoremongling and let you catch HIV and get AIDS, but... But he kept you. He could have let you die when you were shooting up on meth, but he kept you. He could have let that relationship knock you out, but he, somebody holler, he kept me. He kept me. People say, how did you get here? There ain't no explanation except God. How are you doing so well? There's no logical explanation except God did it. Everybody on three holler, God did it. One, two, three, God did it. No other explanation. None. 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 No other explanation. None. You're smart, but you weren't smart enough to figure that out. None. So look, so, so the second experience, the second experience, look, look, John 14, 17. He leads me. He doesn't force me. Which means if I'm not a good follower, I will only look the part. I'll never be the part. Because even to be a great leader, you first have to be a great follower. Look, he says the world, and the world here means those that are non-Christian, not saved, not born again. They can't receive him. Why? They're not even looking for him. They don't even recognize him. But you, can you say your name? But you know him. Because he lives with you now. And he'll later be in you. Listen, why do we need this filling of the Holy Spirit? And so this, this is an interesting message to do during a gradual reopening because one of the things of the Holy Spirit is the laying on of hands, and we're not doing that. Um, um, b- because this is important, because for many of you, especially for my digital family, which is where the lion's share of us are, for many of you, what you're struggling with is because you're trying to achieve success apart from being spiritual. 
and you are taking more Google classes and Facebook classes and classes on this and a class on that. You got you done been to school more than looked kids. <laughs> and that's amazing. That's awesome. But if you do not walk in, be filled with the spirit, the greatest thing you have going for you, you're going to leave on the table. I'm preaching it slow because I want to make sure that we get it. So let's look. Um, this word mikvah here with the filling of the spirit, it means, it, it means that living water cleans from the inside out. So part what the Holy Spirit will start doing is he'll start showing you yourself. See, when you only clean from the outside, it's easy because that's all you're paying attention to to other people. But when he starts cleansing you from the inside out, can I tell you what you stop doing? You stop getting judgmental. This is how I know a lot of Christians aren't filled with the spirit because the whole basis of their morality is moral superiority to other people. Which means I'm better than her because at least I don't sin like that. I'm better than him because at least I don't sin like that. Now realizing you still got some. So what happens is he says, I want to cleanse you from the inside out. So you're not judgmental the way you used to be. Because when he started cleaning you, he started showing you your own hypocrisy. What's a hypocrite in the Bible? It means to be an actor. See, a hypocrite doesn't mean, see, many people mistake what hypocrisy is. See, a hypocrite doesn't mean that you don't practice what you preach. A hypocrite means you didn't believe what you preached. So you said you need to forgive, but you don't even believe that forgiving works. You said be a faithful giver, but you don't even believe that it works. And I just need somebody to make this declaration and say, I'm a believer. Come on here. I'm a believer. I believe that he is. And the Bible says he will diligently reward those that faithfully seek him. He's a reward of those that diligently seek him, the scripture says. See, when he's in you, all of a sudden now, you have a different level of compassion. Because see, when he just cleanses the outside, you know, you look at other people. And can I be honest? You, you can be just darn right just cruel to people. But when he starts cleansing you from the inside out, you're like, look, don't. You're like Jesus when they count the woman in adultery. You're like, look, everybody back up. Everybody back up. Jesus knelt down and he started writing on the ground. And the Bible says that everybody that was ready to stone her, they dropped their stones. And can I tell you why I believe? The Bible doesn't tell us what he wrote because God is so good that even when he's checking you, he won't put you out. What did he start writing? He started writing, Leroy, last week you asked Charlene's house. Charlene is not your wife. And I can tell your story while you're sitting here trying to judge her for, your, for her story. But I'm covering you. Can you just make this declaration and say, God, cover me? See, see when, you're, when, you're, when you're led by the Spirit, he, he starts showing you you. You'll notice that this is beginning to melt. Because when you're filled with the spirit, certain things are going to happen instantaneously. But there are other things that's going to take time. And I just need somebody to get excited that he didn't throw you away because of how long it's taken you to get yourself together. Can you worship God? He didn't throw you away. You've been saved for 10 years and still act like a child sometimes, but he didn't give up on you. Oh, somebody say, thank you for not giving up. Because he says, some stuff's going to take some time. It's going to take some time for me to change that. You're nasty. It's going to take some time to change that. You are, oh. 
going to take some time to change that. I said at the 1115. It's going to take some time. So, everybody listen. We're construction sites, not museums. A museum says, look at what happened. A construction site says, look at what's happening. Many Christians, this is how we live our Christianity. And if you're not a Christian today, it's your day. I'm just letting you know in about 10 minutes, you're going to be one. I'm just telling you. It's coming to get you. You can run, but you can't hide. It always feels like somebody watching you because he has been. He's been watching you since you were a little child. He's been watching you since before you got here. Come here, Jeremiah. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you, which means you were mine before you ever got here and ever got about him. And that's why even as a child, even though you got off into your own thing, you kept coming back to God. Even as a child, even though you drifted, you kept coming back to God. Even as a child, you knew something that was different about you than everybody else because God says, I've been watching you since you were a little boy, little So look, so look, a construction site says something's going on right now. A museum says something happened a while ago. If you live your life as a museum, you will be a mean Christian. And that's why we have so many mean Christians, because they're museums. Child of Lord, show us good to us. Amen. Amen. I remember the revival. During the 60s. And the spirit of the Lord was moving. And Bishop, you got to preach holiness. Well, let's start with you. Bishop, you got to tell him it's holiness or hell. Well, let's start with you. Because all that attitude on you reflects the fact that you're a museum. You represent a lot of great things that happen. <laughs> but I'm not a museum. We're not a museum. We are still under. Here it goes. And I may not be where I want to be, but I can thank God that I'm not where I used to be. I'm under construction. So the Holy Ghost does that. He literally does that. He literally will work on you. He literally, after you've acted a crazy, notice what I said, acted a crazy. <laughs> then he'll say, okay, so let's talk. So you really needed to do all of that. You really needed to say it like that. You really needed to do it like that. Don't do it like that. No. It's the attitude for me. Don't, 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 don't do it like that. You really gonna talk to your mama like that? I know, I know what she did, but I, but listen, if you sow that to her, you're gonna reap it in them. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. You're going to talk to your leader like that? Because if you sow it to him, you're going to reap it in them. And that's why some of your houses are full of hell because you break hell everywhere else you go. So the Holy Spirit takes us from being saved to living saved. Right? Because it's different. When you live saved, you can be right in the midst of all of your stuff. Remember what this is. This is what you were full of. Notice it's still melting. 
notice it's melting in here irrespective of what's going on out there. Because then the Holy Spirit's working on me. What's going on with other people ain't none of my concern. I need you to learn how to focus on you and God and stop worrying about Jackie doing this, Shirley doing this, Darlene doing that. Worry about you. So the question becomes, how do we receive the Holy Spirit? I'm almost done. How do we receive the Holy Spirit? It's a birthday message. How do you receive the Holy Spirit? <laughs> Luke eleven thirteen. Here's the latter part of the verse. How much more? The first part of the verse is a trip because Jesus said, if you're evil, See, for everybody who thinks that Jesus was this weak man walking around eating granola, hugging trees. I like granola, too, so nothing wrong with granola. <laughs> Great cereal. Listen. But, but Jesus was very direct, and he was very firm, and he was very bold. Jesus literally looks at the guy, and they say, well, how do we receive the Holy Spirit? He says, well, if you're evil, and you can give a good gift if somebody asks. Like, imagine that response. Like, imagine somebody said, Bishop, how are you this morning? Well, listen, if you're the devil and you had a good day, how much more do you think my day is? Like, could you imagine that? But this is how he was. That's why I love him. He was the king of petty. People would say stuff and just Jesus would just go petty. I mean, he was petty all day. Peter was like, I'll never leave you. Jesus was like. Before the day's over, you're going to deny me three times. <laughs> I'll never do it, he says. And in fact, I'm going to make a rooster crow so that when you hear that, it'll remind you of what you just said you're never going to do. But I'm so good, even when you leave me, I'll still be right there waiting on you. to. And when you have returned, strengthen your brethren. Who couldn't love a Jesus like this? Now, some, some of you, you say, Bishop, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Great, because then you need what's next. And again, if you're filled, I hope that you let him lead. How do I know? You should see progress. If you still had the same bad attitude today as you did when you got filled back in 74, you, you got full of something. How much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? I need everybody in this room, everybody online. Everybody in this room, everybody online. Can I get you, everybody, lift your hands. If you don't want to lift your hands, can I get you to just watch at home? Okay? <laughs> because I need those seats. Okay? I love you. All right? But, but I, just, I just need us to move in this. Say, Lord, I ask for forgiveness for all my sin. Those committed knowingly and unknowingly. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are God. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. In this moment, I ask that you fill me with your Holy Spirit. From the top of my head to the soles of my feet, make me your dwelling place. Make me your temple in Jesus' name. The Bible says if you ask, he'll give it. Can you rejoice? Can you rejoice? Can you rejoice? Can you rejoice? Come on, can you rejoice? You're going to leave not full of mess, not full of hate, not full of drama, but full of the Spirit of God.
He is the Ruach HaKadosh. He is the Spirit of the Living God. He is. Somebody say, He is. So let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Because we're about to worship in just a second. Then there are those. Well, listen. You've, 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 you've been saved, so you were sealed. You were filled. But there's a problem, and I'm going to switch glasses to show you the problem. Here's the problem. Life started happening. And when life started happening, I'm going to take some of this moment. When life started happening, by the way, guys, you got to empty your iron out. That's why you keep getting all the rust on your clothes, because you leave the water in the iron. You can come to church and get a word and practicality about your clothes. Some of y'all say, this is a bad iron. No, you left water in there. And that's metal. Here's the deal. You're full. You're full of the spirit of God. You have a little bit more water. You're full of the spirit of God. But life starts happening. And as life starts happening, some of you here, thank you. When life starts happening, all of a sudden now you're like, whoa. You were good, but you took a hit. Because you were full of the spirit. Then you lost your job. You were full of the spirit. Then you lost the car, lost the house. You were full of the spirit. Then you were betrayed by your sister. Betrayed by your brother. Betrayed by somebody. Else. And now you were full. And you're doing this. You're still coming to church. You're worshiping. You're giving. You're serving. But you're not full. So that's why it's such a struggle to read the word because you're full of hot air. See, when there's no water, then air displaces it. So there's air there now. There's air in there now. It, it's air right there. And here's the danger. Ephesians 5.18, look on the screen. He says, stop getting drunk. Because when this starts happening, <laughs> open this up. you can tell I don't use it. Let me add a cap back there. Thank you. Then this starts happening. Look at the scripture. It says, right there it says, stop getting drunk with wine. <laughs> it says, what do you want? You want joy, don't you? You want an escape, don't you? You want a way through and out, don't you? He said, and let me tell you what you've been doing to cope with life. You've been drinking. You've been sexing. You've been drugging. You've been porning. I'm not judging this. I'm just trying to figure out. I'm just trying to get to how do you spell relief. He says, you've been coping with life. And to cope with life, he said to them, he says, you're not just having a little sip-sip. <laughs> he says, you're getting wasted. You're getting wasted. You're getting fully, totally drunk. But you saved. But you saved. 
but, but, but you're spirit-filled. You're just not full. So you're using something else to fill you up. You are using something else to fill you up. You're using something else to fill you up. You're a gossiper. And that makes you feel full because you get to make fun of other people's empty. You, 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 you're saved. You're spirit filled. But you spell relief, not S-P-I-R-I-T. You spell relief another way. And he says, and here's what you really want from that relief. We all, we about to go in. I got four minutes and we're going in. You want joy from your relief. For a moment, you want to escape the realities of all this pressure. Of all of this heavy stuff. Of all of this stuff you got to do. Of all these people that keep working your last nerve because they act like they don't know what they're supposed to do. He says, you want a way out of it. He says, you want a way out of it. You want a way through it. What? Any other way? No, leave the table right there. You want people not to move your table. <laughs> when you're trying to preach. <laughs> Thank you, guys, but not yet. <laughs> Get ready, though. People will move your table. <laughs> if I look, he says, you just want to have a good time? You just want to have a good time. Just want to enjoy the weekend. You got nine to five, I'm the weekend. Oh, this is not the 1115. I said 11:15. How many of us can be honest that there's some stuff in life we just want some joy from. Come here, to be honest, there's some stuff in life that we just want to escape from. Like, can I just lead a laptop, lead a phone? I just want a way through this, and I want a way out of this. So in Ephesians, here's what they started doing. They were saved and spirit-filled, drinking. And they drank, and they drank, and they drank. The Bible says they were drinking wine. And they got drunk. And when they got drunk, here's what he says. That's why you're living wild. He says the only time you live Christian is in here. Because he said if people meet you out there, Listen, it's hard to witness to somebody you was twerking on. Y'all ain't going to help me preach. So I'm going to preach hard now. It's hard to invite him to church after you didn't sex them up for meeting them in your DMs. That's hard. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to come in here and talk about, come on, let's praise the Lord, family. And your kids just watch you act the doggone fool in the car. 
you can cuss everybody out and pull it up. Y'all don't act crazy at church. It's time to praise the Lord. It's hard to have the scriptures open and porn open in another screen. It's hard to be married and lust after somebody else. I'm just trying to preach. It's hard. He said, y'all are living wild. Buck wild. But you're saved. And you're spirit filled. But you're not full. You're not full. You eat every day to get full. You, you, you wash your body every day, I pray. being funny he says stop coping with challenges the wrong way he says you're coping like a non-christian he says you're coping like you don't even know God so your witness becomes very foul to people because they're like look come to church after what we did Saturday night. And I don't know who this is for, but you need to tell the devil to back up because he'll try to use your coping to say you can't come to church, you can't worship, you messed up, and you need to say, listen, I will continue to bless the Lord. Why? I'm still in progress, and I maybe made some mistakes, but let me tell you where I'm going to be on Sunday morning, giving him glory. I may still be working some stuff out, but let me tell you what I'm doing. I'm giving him glory. You do not come to a church because you got everything right. You come to church to get everything right. For everybody that feels condemned, no, it's not condemnation. But look at what Paul says. He says, stop coping with challenges the wrong way. He says, y'all getting drunk. He said, and y'all are Christians that are filled with the Holy Ghost. And you got more spirits in your house than the, lo than the local. You got Hennessy, Cognac, Ciroc, Anheuser-Busch. Give me some names. Who? Modelo. And even had the nerve to go get you a Corona light. I don't know how you could even drink a Corona after the coronavirus. Just disrespectful. I'm being funny, guys. I'm not judging anybody. Here's what I want you to see. Paul said, if you're getting drunk, if you need an escape, if you need a way out, and you want joy, Interestingly enough, that relationship didn't do that for you because you're still getting drunk. That sex didn't do it for you because now you want another one and another one and another one and another one and another one. Come on, let's be real, church. Because some of y'all are like, Bishop, I don't sin that way. Yeah, not that way. Your pride is your thing. You drunk on pride. You're so drunk on pride right now. You're listening to this thinking of somebody else instead of yourself. You're listening to this talking about, yeah, get them. Get my cousin. Get no, this is for the person in your seat, in my seat. I'm almost done. But look what Paul says. He says, I need you to keep being filled with the Spirit. He said, put this down. And if you keep being filled 
That means every day, my prayer is, Lord, I need a refill. That means every day, I need a refill. And I need a refill, look at the screen, until I overflow. I need a refill every day. I need you to refill me with your spirit every day. This is the third experience, 915. This is when I tell the Lord every single day, I need a refill. Can you hit my glass again? I need some more, God. I need another hit. I need for you to refill me with your spirit because if you don't do it, I might go back to the bottle. If you don't do it, I might go back to bad relationships. If you don't do it, I might get into the wrong mentality. Somebody open your mouth and say, Lord, refill me. Re say it again. Say, refill me. Refill me. So look, so look, so being spirit-filled is how we cope. So if you've been struggling with coping, it's because you're empty. And you need a refill. That's why in church I say worship so much and do this and lift up. It's not just to fill time with something. Look, I got other stuff to do. It's because this is where I come to get a refill. That's why I don't know how people miss midweek because by, by Wednesday, baby, I'm about bone dry. I need a refill. And what I get on Sunday keeps me Sunday, keeps me Monday, keeps me Tuesday. What I get on Wednesday keeps me Thursday, keeps me Friday, keeps me Saturday. What I get on Monday night prayer gives me that extra push I need because Sunday after church, I anticipated the enemy trying to drain me, the enemy trying to. So look at John 14, 16. I'm done. And he will give you another helper. So here's what the Holy Ghost does. He's your parakletos. That means he's your intercessor. That means he prays for you. He's your consoler. Look on the screen. That means he lessens your grief. You know what we normally do when we're grieving? Grief is when we're having loss. We run to something for an escape. I just need something to take the edge off. Now you sitting up at the bar looking around. God says, listen, I could have consoled you. You trusted Don Perignon instead of Jesus Christ. I could have consoled you. Listen, I lessen your sorrow and I lessen your disappointment. Anybody ever been disappointed? The Holy Spirit says, I will lessen that feeling. I will make it feel like it wasn't as bad as it was. Then it means I'm your advocate. I speak in favor of you. I will argue for you. Which means while we're in church today, the Holy Spirit is making an argument to somebody's employer. He's making an argument to somebody's leader. He's making an argument to somebody on our behalf. Somebody say the Holy Ghost. Then he, means, then he means recommend publicly. He says, I will recommend you publicly. Then I'm your comforter. I'll soothe you. I'll reassure you. He said, I'll let you know it's going to be fine. I'll let you know I got you. I'll let you know your ladder's going to be greater. I'll let you know no weapon formed against you shall prosper every turn to rise in judgment it is condemned. I'll let you know you got this. I'll let you know that you will be victorious. I'll let you know that one failure isn't final. I'll let you know that one mistake isn't your end. I'll let you know. You're so busy asking everybody else. And he says, you never even gave me an opportunity to do what I do. It's because you've been drinking. 
And again, for you, it may not be drinking. But there's some way you spell relief that's not S-P-I-R-T. I said it fast. I got the last one. There's some way you spell relief that's not J-E-S-U-S. And he says, this is why your life keeps doing this. He says, what if you prayed as much as you called your friends? Can you believe what happened to me? And all they're going to do is sit there and say, talk to it. Mm. Then look at this last one. I'm going to bring cheer to you. The Holy Ghost says, I'll cheer you up. You ever had somebody? There's somebody that serves um, around me and and 95% of the time, when they're around me, they come around and they just have the most cheerful disposition. But of the 5%, I say, go fix all that. Come back to your normal self. <laughs> that 95%, they come in with a great big smile. Hi, sir! <laughs> How are you today? I said, well, look, I'm good now. <laughs> because part of the spiritual gift there is to exhort, build, encourage. Here's what the Holy Ghost does. He says, when you feel like this, the Holy Ghost will walk in the room. Hey! It's your birthday! It's your birthday! We gonna party like it! The Holy Spirit will step in the room and encourage you and bring cheer to you. When you feel like all my good days are behind me, the Holy Spirit will walk in and say, no, they're not. No, they're not. We're about to do this. We're about to do this. We're about to do this. We're about to make your ladder better than your former. We're about to make your next 12 better than your last 12. Your life is about to improve. Somebody say, Lord, cheer me up. Can I get you to release a praise in this atmosphere that he's the God that brings cheer to you? Y'all are playing with me. He's the God that'll tell you, don't worry about who left you. I'm about to bring some new people in your life. Don't worry about what changed. I'm about to make it better. Don't worry about what you lost. I'm about to give you greater. That's the Holy Ghost. He says, and I'll cheer you up in such a way to where you'll look at that and say, I'm good. You'll look at what you used to run to and say, I'm good. And people will say, how are you so happy, baby? I got the Holy Ghost. How are you so excited? And even you've been through hell. I got the Holy Ghost. How are you feeling so joyful? That's why, hear me, church, don't you ever look at somebody that's a loud praiser. They're getting drunk. They're getting drunk off the spirit. Don't you ever look and say, why are they doing all that running? They're getting drunk off the spirit. And I wish there was somebody at this 915 where you'd open up your mouth and you'd release a praise that would let the Holy Ghost know that you need him to. In this building, online, come on, everybody. 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 Hey, baby, I'm getting drunk off the spirit. My ladder will be greater. My best days are not behind me. They are in front of me. They are in front of me. Yeah. Yeah.
Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Since 1981, Unbound has connected people like you with families worldwide on their self-directed paths out of poverty. A brighter future is possible for these families when we all walk together. Sponsor a child today and you'll help a family take the first steps on their path. Change their future in just one click. Start walking with your new friend today at unbound.org walk. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.